Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about the 1954 Norco UFO encounter. That's correct, the 1954 Norco, California UFO encounter. Now, Norco is a community located about halfway between Los Angeles and Palm Springs. Uh, according to Wikipedia, at least, known as Horsetown. Looks like a rather idyllic place. So, one of the listeners contacted me and asked me if I would check into this uh UFO encounter, and they also sent me uh, a summary of what happened to them back in 1954. This person, I think, is around 71, 72 now, and I looked it up, and this is a pretty interesting encounter, and I was excited to actually hear from somebody who was there on the ground and saw this, because it was uh, publicly recorded. We'll get into that a little bit, and on top of that, 1954 was a uh, just a banner year for UFO and ET sightings. So before we get into this uh, this person's account, I just want to say that from my perspective, it's a very intense. Uh, a lot of people would say traumatic uh, abduction account, and I'm just taking it as they give it to me. I have no reason to believe they're lying to me. It's just their account of what happened to them. And so, you know, we have we have some of these come up on the good side, some on the dark side. And this, to me, is a little bit on the dark side. Now, I'm going to keep the person anonymous. It's a lady, but they've asked to remain nameless, and so we're going to do that. And so I'm just going to read the account she sent me. It says, from my siblings' recall, they are 77 and 78 now. It was about a football length above our house. So she says it was a saucer. My brother, 77 years old, said it would come down to about 50 to 100 feet, tilt, and zoom off. He said they looked like grays, big heads, black eyes, and skinny necks. My mom and Sib said it would come down and hover, then rise, hover, and take off. It went on for three days. This is when I remember I started to be abducted. I was only three, but you don't forget that. It went on till I was 50, I think. I did have alien children too, but it's too horrible to share. I don't want regressions. Honestly, I don't know why anyone would. They try to wipe out memories for a reason. They said you don't need to remember because it is a shock. Duh. Anyway, my take, they are not on a spiritual enlightening mission. They could give a rat's ass about us. When they are done, they will wipe us out. We are a threat to the universe. They do this to other world people who threaten the universe's order, and there is more than one race visiting us. I hate them, all these stupid people saying, oh, I want to go on a spaceship. I want them to take me away. WTF for anyway. It's just my take based on what happened to me. I have PTSD and am in survival support group. They believe me and know we suffer Imagine knowing you have no control over when and what happens to your body and mind. 
My mom, who passed at 96, year old, at 96 years old, was also abducted. Her stories are gone with her ashes into the light, into the high Sierras, not mine to share. I'm not available to share this. You can mention if you please. I don't care. But I remain anonymous. I am 71 years old and wanted to give you my first-hand report. I align with your views on things. Well, that was very nice, and I'm sure that it's probably painful for this person to even have to sit down and take the time to write this out on the computer. And the quick message before that, she told me that her mom had taken her to a lot of UFO meetings, and a lot of times there wouldn't even be enough people there to have a meeting. So it looks like, just on the face of it, it looks like this family was targeted. And the mother was abducted, the daughter abducted, and the mother searching for answers. And the daughter seems to have just come to the conclusion that this is not a positive experience. Now, she sent me a link, and I did look it up. And this is from... Um, thinkaboutitdocs.com. The title says 1954 March UFO and Alien Sightings. Location, Norco, California. Spring 1954. Mrs. J and her daughter went outside to investigate a metallic droning sound and saw an object passing overhead at low altitude at 5 mile per hour or less. It came to a stop the noise subsiding over a tree only 15 feet away. It was aluminum collared and resembled a rowboat, about 20 foot long and 10 foot wide. On top was a transparent dome. Inside this dome, five seated men were visibly facing the witness. They had rather long faces, dark eyes and hair, and dull olive complexions, and wore neutral collared uniforms and helmets. They stared at the witness, one in particular gave Mrs. J the impression of a cold scientific mind dissecting me. These men looked at them for a full minute and then went back in their seats. The drone began again and the object moved off toward the northeast at about 35 miles per hour. Source Donald B. Hanlon, FSR. Now Hanlon has, has um, documented a lot of these. So this is, I believe, the same uh, sighting that this lady has contacted me about. This thing was... And there's multiple sightings in that area of this UFO at that time. It's almost like this thing was just out there stalking people. And like I said, 1954, there were a lot of encounters with these things. Remember 1954, this is before a lot of people had television. Uh, you know, you couldn't make a long-distance phone call without spending half your paycheck. No cell phones, no internet. So you can imagine how much this happened that wasn't reported. Now I wanted to go ahead and just read through a few more of these. I found this website called intcatblogspot.com. It's I-N-T-C-A-T dot blogspot.com. And they have um, accumulated a lot of these sightings there. And they give the uh, sources for them. This, just a little short you know, synopsis of the encounter. And it reminds me so much of the ones that I received from this lady here. This is 1954, South Pasadena, California. So this would have been a little north of there, I guess. A production engineer was cutting wood in his yard when a disc-shaped object descended and hovered about 6 meters, 20 feet from the ground. A ladder appeared, and three humanoids that appeared to lack mouths descended. They communicated with the witness through sign language. 
Now, I wonder if that would have been actual sign language or more likely telepathy. This is 1954, Lancaster, New York. At the farm near Lancaster, Gary Kublik and his wife, a number of anonymous experiences, saw strange lights in the sky. One night, when watching TV, a misty white light beam came through one of the windows. When they looked out, they saw the head and neck of a dark-complexioned man who could have only been about 1.2 meters tall, so it's at 4 foot. When they walked toward the window, the face disappeared, only to reappear, only to reappear when they stepped back. It was seen on a number of subsequent occasions, and the face seemed to be, seemed to be somehow in the light beam. This is from Williamson, 1957. This is Metabol, New York, 1954. An information specialist and his wife saw a six-meter object, so what, about 20 foot, on the ground, being examined by several men. Nothing appeared in the press. And now the evaluation says, did they have information specialists? Well, I imagine they would have had, you know, in the military at least, have had information specialists back then. But this is one of these disabled ship type scenarios that we see from time to time. 1954, Patanarum. Dean Averick, the operator of Dean's boat landing near Patanarum, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, saw a humanoid more than 1.8 meters, so let's say, what, five foot tall, covered in light brown scraggy hair with a snub nose and peaked eyes, walking out of the bush 125 feet away and waded into about one meter, three feet of water, heading for a small island, covered in brown scraggy hair. This almost sounds like the day that it would be reported as a juvenile Bigfoot sighting. It's 1954, Ohio. But you see these entities, the different types of entities associated with these UFOs. 1954, Florida, USA. R.B. Davis and his two other men were returning from a camping trip when their boat motor failed and had to be discarded. They were tossed in bad weather when they saw a few yards away a red light that seemed to skim across the top of the water. The object maneuvered about, maneuvered about, hovered, approached, and retreated. The men paddled after the light and reached shore safely, after which the light disappeared. This is one of these rare cases where we have a UFO, or usually it's a light leading somebody out of a, you know, a, a dark timber, or maybe out of, you know, across an open expanse of water. Still pretty unusual. 1954, Dubberly, Louisiana. A six-year-old farm boy who woke in the night and felt impelled to go outside, where he saw, I think they meant to say compelled to go outside, where he saw an area of lights moving back and forth. One of these was a sphere that came from within about 20 feet, spinning and hissing. The boy was frozen to the spot, as if held by some force. He eventually forced himself free and ran back to the house, and as he did so, he was stunned by the explosion that hit him in the left hand. He next remembered being comforted by his mother. He went on to have other anomalous experiences over the years. That sounds to me like a classic abduction right there. This kid's just in his bed. Uh, they're using some kind of mind control to get him out of the bed toward the ship. I guess that's close enough to consent for these things. And the next thing you know, he's on board or back with his mom. Doesn't have any recollection of what happened. This is 1954, Riverside, California. This is not too far from where our sighting was at here. A group of young people were driving past Marchfield Air Force Air Base when they observed a shiny disc-shaped object on the ground. 
They stopped and walked towards it, but as they neared it, a human-looking figure wearing a sort of metallic half-mask emerged in front of them, raised his arm, and projected a ball of fire at them. This hit their car and burned and blackened the paint. The group drove off and called the sheriff's department. Well, I'm sure that that sighting would have been uh, deep-sixed pretty quick. Now, a lot of people would say, well, if it happened, it was just a... you know, a, a, a secret program. I think it's more likely that whatever these things are, they're keeping an eye, an eye on our military. This is from February 1954, San Bernardino, California. Mechanical engineer A.P. Wheeler was driving through the San Bernardino Mountains when he saw his headlights, an object sitting half on the road, half on an intersection of the bank. It had a dull gray metallic color and was about eight in diameter. So he says eight. I'm assuming he means eight meters. Wheeler braked about 10 meters, 30 feet, and saw that it was like two saucers joined together. He briefly glimpsed something like a hatch on which there were dark markings. The object then began to oscillate, disturbing the gravel underneath. It then went across the road, tipped, then moved away northeast at tremendous speed. The object was observed for 30 seconds. So this is almost like one of these that was maybe stopped there observing something or was temporarily disabled and this person just happened to come across it. Anyway, there are a lot more of these sightings from, from 1954. I mean like hundreds and hundreds of these sightings. And you read through these, it's just amazing. And it's amazing to me when we have our own government even today saying, well, we had a hundred and We had 200 reports, and we've explained 144 of them. That's nothing. You take one year, like 1954, I think there were 1,954 reports or something. I mean, I could I could go on here for a month and just read these off, that people took the time to report these to law enforcement or to some sort of authority figure that they were taken down. Or even like this person that contacted me, and here they are almost 70 years later recounting this really negative encounter that they had. So we're just at the tip of the iceberg, the iceberg on this. And the other thing that I would like to say is, is just going back and reading some of these old sightings from 60, 70 years ago, I think it gives us so much more uh, insight and information to the UFO phenomenon itself than we could ever get from a report released by any government agency. This is, truly is you know, crowdsourcing the truth when it comes to the UFO phenomenon. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.